All right, everybody, we are back here. You're listening to the Real Talk Sports Show as we broadcast to you live from just outside of Atlanta, Georgia, at the Holiday Inn and Suites in Stockbridge. And we thank God for allowing us to come back at you again this Thursday evening. Uh, right sitting right next to me is one of the all-time greats. He plied his trade and what we call the flats right down at Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech Hall of Famer, all-ACC 50th-year anniversary team, Kent Swilling, back in the building. Hey, good to be here, sir. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing great, brother. One of the things um, that um, everybody is talking about is the pollen assault. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that is on everyone here in Atlanta. Uh, it is unbelievable how much pollen is here. But before we say anything about the pollen, we want to thank the Lord uh, for allowing us uh, to be out here because i got to tell you, if you like warm, seasonable weather, it, it reached a high of 75 degrees here Ooh, in Atlanta. Nice today. And we was feeling some kind of way. Feeling spring, spring-like today. We feel like spring has sprung, mm-hmm. baby. Mm-hmm. So, uh, again, uh, we appreciate the God that uh, he brought us this great weather because literally, folks, a couple of weeks ago, we were looking at, like, I don't want to say wintertime. For those of you who follow me from Connecticut and upstate New York and those areas, I know you're saying, dude, you don't know nothing about winter. But for us, it was a little, it was a little chilly. So we thank God that uh, we uh, went from, like, 39 degrees in the daytime to, you know, now we're talking about 75 degrees. Right. We're feeling, feeling mighty good. And, Ken, speaking of feeling mighty good, uh, we're going to have a guy with us join us in the broadcast a little bit later on. He's feeling good because he covers the Atlanta Braves, and he also covers the Green Bay Packers. And covering the Braves, they've jumped out of the box with a little steam. Uh, they really have. Um... I have been pleasantly surprised with what the Braves are doing. I just hope they keep it up and, uh, you know, and, and make a make Liberty Media have to spend a little money. Um, I'll be put us in a situation where we are talking about friends, playoff team, and stuff like that, you know. Oh, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. And the team looks like they are, um, especially offensively, I think everybody's shocked at their offensive output so far. Um, the team, is they've been lighting it up. And and that's the beautiful thing to see uh, early on is to see them, um, Freddie Freeman and those guys, take uh, take kind of uh, charge of this thing, and kind of um, you know get the bats waking up early, and it's no slump, it's no, nobody's in anything, um, uh, not hitting well anyway. Everybody's hitting well and everybody's playing well and everybody's uh, doing the things that they uh, want to be and it's good competitive baseball. You go out. Uh, you know, the only thing that kind of kind of shaky right now is maybe <laughs> the pitching aspect of it. Uh, we've still got young pitchers a little bit, so you don't know from game to game what you're going to get. But from what I see, they've been very, very competitive. And, you know, um, you look at the other night when we lost to um, uh, to Washington and only lost and lost two to nothing. Julio Tehran only gave up really one major hit. Right. And that was a double down the left field line. And it was kind of one of those things that was uh, took a fortuitous bounce hit the I could think it hit the uh, it hit the stadium and kind of died, and uh, allowed two runs to score. So if that hadn't happened, you'd, you'd have a one run game. So you know, and it's one of those things where you just you can see them getting better. And it's the beginning of the season. I know it could turn at any moment. Um, you, baseball, you always try to take it in ten game swings, right? And try to see <laughs> where you are at the end of those ten games. And um, the one thing I'll do like that they did, they haven't been swept yet. Uh, and you know they were very close yeah. the other day, but they, they they fought through that, and um, they're winning series. If you can win series, you know that makes the thing that makes it a whole lot uh, 
a lot better. It makes it a lot better for the fans because uh, we enjoy watching. I'm going to watch the Braves anyway. Uh, I'm a baseball fan. I like baseball. I have uh, Baseball is my first sport that I ever really, I think, played officially. Uh, so, um, you know, and it was one of those things that I fell in love with early on. So I've always been a Braves fan uh, going all the way back to Dale Murphy and all the Bob Horner and all those guys, Chris Chambliss, all those guys. So I've always been kind of that guy that likes, um, you know, here lately I had to kind of quiet down with the Braves a little bit. <laughs> because I wouldn't necessarily off the train. I just, you know, had to temper my expectation. And um, But this year I think they've, they've kind of got it going in the right direction. So. Well, no doubt. I mean, uh, if you look at this team, like you said, again, they come out of the box uh, very, very uh, efficiently offensively. And uh, certainly we hope that uh, this one thing, Atlanta traffic is a beast. Um, a guy who covers the Braves here for uh, 24-7 sports. Brian Jones is, um, I think, on his way down here. So hopefully we'll talk to him because he's had a uh, bird's eye view of the Braves up, so up close and personal. Uh, but like I said, again, this team has jumped out of the box with some steam. They are second in the NL East right now, and uh, taking a look at their schedule, uh, they got a uh, a big a big uh, road series coming up right now. They're going to be playing against uh, some folks that uh, won the world title uh, a year before last, the Chicago Cubs. So they're going up to Chicago and going to be playing them. But again, you got you got to put your get hats off to them. Uh, like you said, they avoided the sweep, knocking off. Uh, um, uh, knocking off the Nationals in that final game of the series. And like I said, their bats have been on point. And the way the Braves won is what you want to see. They won, and they won a couple of games here uh, in those closing innings. And I think that's the thing that's really the most exciting, the fact that this team is being able to, to get these big wins late, you know, like what happened the other day. And really the, the other day was, was just the kind of thing that uh, if you're looking for an omen, if you're that kind of person, uh, it's definitely good. The Braves – uh, surrendered the lead to a former Brave, mm-hmm. um, a big home run by uh, uh, by Matt. Uh, I'm drawing a blank here now for a second. Um, uh, Lord have mercy. Adams. Matt, Matt Adams hits mm-hmm. a big home run to tie the game in the ninth. Uh, Braves uh, take the lead again in the 11th. Nationals tie it again, and the Braves come back with a big uh, 2-1 single against a drawn in infield uh, to win the game 5-3. to three. So, yeah, definitely those are huge, huge good signs for them that they're doing uh, what they need to do. Shout out to uh, to Ozzie Albies, who's tearing it up at second base. He was the guy that had uh, uh, some of the big hits. Freddie Freeman, uh, this guy here, I think if he can stay healthy, he is a bona fide MVP candidate because he was on that pace before he got injured uh, last year, right. and he's really putting up the numbers again. Uh, two more hits and four at-bats, um, two more RBIs. So uh, look for uh, him to do some stuff. Another guy uh, who is continuing – uh, to show that he's got some pop in his back. The catcher, Kurt Suzuki, yeah, three for six yesterday, uh, two more RBIs, uh, hitting a long ball. So, uh, again, if this team can continue to do, and that's what a young man that Braves fans will be seeing, at least local Braves fans will be seeing for the first time, uh, even as we're speaking right now, up the road in Gwinnett, the appearance the first time in the Atlanta metro area of Ronald Acuna. Acuna is playing for, uh, they don't call him the Braves anymore, they call him something else. I forget what they call him now up there in Gwinnett, but some kind of funky name that I can't think of now. But the minor league team is no longer called right. the Braves. So. Mm-hmm. But Acuna is up there. Uh, this is going to be his first game. So Metro area guys, if you're there, you're near Gwinnett. It's, I got to tell you, Ken, that's one thing I'm hoping to do, that we can all maybe take a road trip up to, to Duluth. Because I got that, I've, I've covered, the, uh, uh, covered them a couple of years ago. 
And I got to tell you, man, that stadium up in Gwinnett, that Cool Ray Stadium. Cool Ray Field is, is, nice, is man. very nice. It's nice. Very nice. Well, guys, good news. Uh, we Our timing is perfect. Uh, our Braves uh, beat writer is on his way up. The traffic has turned him loose. So Brian Jones will be joining us in just a second. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and then we're going to be talking some more Braves with the one and only Brian Jones. You're listening to the Real Talk Sports Show as we broadcast to you here, triple casting everywhere, Periscope, Facebook Live, and on Real Talk Sports ATL Network on Block Talk Radio. So we'll be back in just a moment. Don't go away. Attention promoters, event organizers, and committees. If you're looking for a place to have your next big event, you must check out the C-Room Multiplex. The C-Room Multiplex cordially invites you to book your next artist or to host your next big event at the C-Room. Specializing in the following areas, CD release parties, showcases, fashion shows, movie premieres, birthday celebrations, wedding receptions, banquets, pastor's anniversaries, special events, and more. At the C-Room Multiplex, we also offer catering and decorating packages. For more information, call us, 678-823-5124. That's 678-823-5124. Or visit us on the web at croomatlanta.com. That's c-roomatlanta.com. The C-Room is Atlanta's premier Christian entertainment venue. The C-Room, 4013A Jonesboro Road, Forest Park, Georgia. Mention this ad for special pricing. This is Minister Jonathan Simmons, host of the Real Talk Sports Show. Do you like the positive sports stories you've been hearing? Well, partner with us to help keep the good news of sports on the air. We have great audio, video, and internet advertising packages available to promote any size business or event. Contact me directly at 678-410-9833 or send me an email, sales at realtalksports.net. We'd love to partner with you to keep the good news in sports on the air. Taylor, New York Giants, and you with Real Talk Sports. That's right, baby. Even Lawrence Taylor knows the best talk show. I'm not supposed to be that. The Bible said, let another man praise him. So I'm going to go ahead and just leave that alone. But we do want to heap some praise on a guy that uh, has been a good friend to our show. Uh, and we are very excited to have him actually back here in the booth. It's been a while since he's been in the booth. Brian Jones, 24 7 Sports, is in the building. Brian, what's up, buddy? Not too much. Uh, great to be back. Uh, yeah, it has been a while. So. It has been a while, man. Yeah. Uh, we are just excited, and the timing is perfect uh, because uh, just to give you, let you guys know, Brian is uh, a, a major writer for 24-7 Sports, and he actually is so good he covers multiple teams, multiple sports. Uh, his big thing, you guys know him, he is the, uh, the beat writer for the Packers here, does a great blog, and he'll tell you a little bit about more about that a little bit later on. But he also covers here our local teams in Metro Atlanta, and one of the teams is the Bravos, the Atlanta Braves, Brian, I mean, you you got to be uh, pleasantly surprised at how they jumped out of the box. Yeah, I think the biggest surprise is uh, Preston Tucker and uh, Ryan Flaherty. Those right. two guys, you know, the Braves picked those guys up knowing, not knowing what they're going to get out of them, and they just thought they would be good fillers for uh, someone like Ronald Acuna. But they've been really, really effective, and that's why the Braves are um, one of the top-ranked offenses all in Major League Baseball. I think the fact they're able to win their first two series and, you know, able to take one out of three from the Nationals in the road, which is what you want, especially when you're facing Max Scherzer and 
uh, Steven Strasburg in the first two games. So the fact they were able to win yesterday is good. So they're seven and five. They're um, off to a really good start, and um, they'll play the Chicago Cubs starting tomorrow. So things looking good for the Braves right now. Yeah, we were talking about that as you were uh, telling everybody how Atlanta the traffic will snatch you around the neck. So, uh, yeah, really? <laughs> uh, we so we appreciate you making your way here. But uh, we were talking about this before that, uh, you know, again, the fact that their offense has surprised everybody. And so how important would it be for these guys to get in and be able to uh, take a series from a team that, you know, is one of the best teams in the National League in the Chicago Cubs? I think they'll give them a lot of confidence moving forward. Um, last year they were able to, you know, after the all-star break, be about around 500, and then just things fell apart. But if you're able to take two or two out of the three from um, the former World Series champs, the Chicago Cubs, I think they'll give them some momentum going forward into the end of April and into May. Um, it's still a young season. There's still a lot that's going to happen with all these major league teams. But I think the fact that the way that the Braves are starting to be able to take two out of the three from Chicago Cubs, I'll definitely give them some momentum, and hopefully they'll continue into May, June, and into the all-star break. All right. Uh- we talked, you talked, you mentioned briefly Ronald Acuna. We talked about him. I mean, are we overdoing it with him? Do we have another case of, of like what happened last year to, uh, uh, to our hometown hero here? Are we kind of overdoing it with him, with Acuna, or is he really that good? Well, based on what everyone's saying, Ronald Acuna is that good. He's still the number one uh, prospect in all the minor leagues. He's off to a slow start. He got his first two hits yesterday. Uh, I think based on what you saw from him uh, last year in the minor leagues and into – um, spring training this year, I think he is that good. It's just going to take some time. Again, it's so early. You know, some of these players are going to get off to a slow start. So um, I think he is that good. They're not going to rush him, especially the way that, uh, as I mentioned, Ryan Flaherty and Preston Tucker right. are playing. So um, they'll just they'll just give him some more time in the minor leagues, and then they'll probably call him up after the All Star break. And uh, speaking of, uh, can you, you, you think it's going to be that long? That long before they call him up? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> now that I think about it, maybe. Um, but, if, if, again, if the Braves continue to play well and the offense continues to be consistent, then they, they, probably, they probably won't wait until the All-Star break, but they probably won't rush them at the same rush time. Rush them at the same time, yeah. right. That was going to be my question to you. Uh, you know, what would it be the timetable? I know everybody in, um, in, in our fandom is clamoring for, for him to come up and um, trying to see what he's going to do on the big stage. Uh, I'm like you. I think they don't have to rush him. I think they have the, you know, because of the fortuitous um, uh, turn of events with – with the with the new guys that we have, you know, I think it's the chemistry's there right now. They're playing well, and you don't have to rush them if you don't if you don't want to. But we want to see him. <laughs> yeah, and Alex, on top of this, general manager talked about Ronald Acuna, and what he said when he has a player like that and that's so hyped up and uh, a top prospect, he didn't want to rush into putting him in the major leagues. And the the thought process was to have him called up now, to have him be with the team on the road, so he doesn't have to face the pressure of playing at SunTrust Park. But now that the fact that the offense is doing so well, right. they probably could just take another step back and see where he is next month or where he is in June. Right. And and then they'll probably make a decision there. So yeah. um, if anything, I think the earliest will probably be sometime next month. And, so, you know, if, if they if they do bring him up, where do they hit him at in the lineup? What, what do they put him? What, you know, because everybody's playing so well right now, and you don't want to yeah. mess that flow up. Where, where would they put him, you think? Yeah, that's going to be the tricky thing because – pretty much have one, two, and three pretty much all set with Ender and Jarte, Ozzy Avis, and Freddie Freeman. You might, um, based on um, them not having a real cleanup hitter, maybe have four or five. But um, it's really going to be interesting because um, he's a guy that has speed, has power, 
So they're going to try to have him up there in the lineup. So it might be around um, batting fourth or fifth. Well, you know, can you talk about not rushing? Uh, certainly we see this year the difference in Dansby. Swanson uh, leading the Braves and hitting 348 batting average, 16 hits and 48 plate appearances, five doubles, a home run, and uh, eight RBIs, a second behind Freddie Freeman on the team. So clearly Dansby is starting to leave up to all the, uh, the hype, probably a lot more relaxed this year, I would think. Oh, no question. He said even before the season, he's, I think he's more relaxed. He's figured some things out. And I think last year, you know, fans are pretty interesting because, you know, when he first came up, he made such an impact. And a lot of fans are like, this is going to be our guy for years to come. And then right. last year he just struggled, couldn't hit the slider. Right. And then fans were just all over him. So, I mean, he's only, he's still, relatively speaking, still a rookie. He hasn't played that much baseball. Right. So he's still he's still learning the game. And this year, as I mentioned, he's, he said he's figuring, figuring some things out and it looks like he's off to a really good start and he, and he has figured those things out. So um, hopefully that continues all throughout the season, but right now he's playing really good baseball. That's been important. I think uh, seeing him, uh, that development uh, was very, very encouraging. Uh, you know, I, I watch him and I'm not an avid, avid baseball fan, but I do like baseball. And uh, I he was able to see, his plate coverage, how the things that, you know, I was trying to see, well, did he make an adjustment to be able to hit sliders? And the thing about it I like about him is he's taking – he's hitting to all fields right now. You know, it's just not – you know, if they're pitching him outside, if they're giving him a slider low, he's taking it, you know, and, and driving it the, the way he needs to do it. So, you know, and it looks like he's a very coachable kind of guy. So, and you can tell that's all paid off. Yeah, and he's a likable guy. And I think the fans uh, seem to like him simply because he's a ho- hometown guy. And the fact that things – with Jan Frey Core didn't really work out, and then Jason Hayward, both guys from the Atlanta area and from the Georgia area, that those guys, two guys didn't work out. So they really want uh, this to work out with Dante Swanson. He's a former number one overall pick. Um, he's, he can do a number of things well offensively and defensively. Right. So uh, the fact that he's starting off so well, it just shows that you know he's still learning the game and um, he still has a lot of baseball left in him, and he's still a young guy. So. Um, the fact that he's playing so well is going to really um, bode well for him and for the Braves moving forward. Right. People don't understand how hard it is to play a professional sport in your hometown. The, right. You know, it's a lot of different pressure that comes on a ball player. I can imagine. You know, with, when he's trying to do everything. The, the um, If nothing else, the amount of ticket requests. Right. <laughs> you know, let's, the different let's things. Be, let's that, be real. Let's be real. You know, the amount of different things that, that have to go on. And then you, the the added pressure that you that the fans are not necessarily putting on you, but you're putting on yourself because you don't want to let anybody down. You know, so. That's right. That makes it really tough. Congratulations. You can call in now. Phone number is 347-326-9991. Uh, you're listening to the Real Talk Sports Show as we broadcast to you everywhere we can. <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're on uh, Internet radio right now to the Blog Talk portal at Real Talk Sports ATL. We also are broadcasting live on Facebook at the Real Talk Sports page. And we thank uh, those who are also watching us on Periscope as well. Um, looks like here that uh, people are telling me that we were a little bit low. So if we turn the volume up just a little bit more, hopefully everybody can hear us a little bit better now. On, uh, on Facebook Live. But, uh, again, we appreciate everybody in their comments because without you folks, we just couldn't do it. Again, you can call us, uh, 347-326-9991. Well, before we move on to our next section, I believe that our one of our featured sponsors might be on the line. Uh, we're going to take a
uh, right on the money, and we appreciate them. And we're gonna, I think we're going to bring them on right now. Okay, uh, caller, go ahead. Uh, welcome to the Real Talk Sports Show. Uh, caller with uh, line ending 0494, you're on the air. Uh, yes, Hello, sir. caller, you That's there? me, Miles. Yes, sir. That's me, Miles T. Yeah. All right, Miles T. Uh, what's going on, brother? Uh, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. How you doing, minister? How you doing over there, Captain? I'm doing great. I'm you doing know, fine, I'm, sir. I'm ready to talk about some of these, these NBA playoffs. You know, I had that just called in, and um, uh, you know, I, I, you got to go on a commercial. I can I can hold on until we uh really get this uh, thing going on because I'm about to tell you, I got a lot to talk about on these NBA playoffs there, sir. You know, uh, you 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 sound very. I don't know whether he sounds hyped or drowsy or a combination thereof. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not quite sure. I don't know whether he's overloaded uh, on NBA. But, uh, <laughs> uh, he has a couple of notes I, that he's I, written I, down, and he he needs to get them off his chest. All right. Yes. Well, uh, we're going to let him do that here. We're gonna, exactly. While we're waiting for our, uh, for our feature sponsor, we will shift gears here. Well, really, Ken, if you look at this, and Miles, if you look, I told this to Miles earlier today, uh, that you couldn't ask for anything better because you got good matchups in every single series right off the rip. I mean, there's no, you know, a lot of times one versus eight, you kind of fall asleep, but not this time. Miles, uh, what do you got over there? Uh, first of all, let's go to your favorite team, Miles. In the number four <laughs> slot, not three or two or one, but Cavaliers <laughs> is falling all the way down to number four. Uh, and they're playing yeah. the Indiana Pacers. Yeah. What you think, Miles? Which they do hold the series over them, I think, what, two to one over the the, the, the regular season. And um but I do realize this though, that uh Minister. We do have the best player in the country. In the world. I'm sorry. I said that wrong. In the world, Craig. Number one in the world. But um he is the number one player in the world. Indiana cannot I think the only team in the East that really got the chance of slowing down LeBron James is the Philadelphia 76ers. That's really the only team. Miles, you know I love you, brother, and I appreciate you all the time. But, okay, you're going to have to – now, Mr. Swillen just kind of pumped you up. He said you studied all night. You were cramming. And so far, the only thing you said to me is, we got the best player in the world, LeBron James. You have to give me a little more than that, bro. Come on now. I mean, besides LeBron James. He's the MVP first, the eastern Eastern side of the the, the league. I mean, you got to think about it. The Cavaliers, the Philadelphia 76ers, and uh, maybe Toronto, uh, Toronto and I mean, what do you, what do you want me to say? Do you want me to say that there's a team out there that can beat them, that can beat LeBron James in the seven game series in the East? What do you want me to say? I mean, because me truly, I don't believe there is that can beat him in the seven game series uh, overall. Okay. Well, but I, I, there, right. there's that's, teams that can compete. That, that's Hello? exciting. I'm, I'm waiting. Well, I guess what I'm trying to figure out is, is there any other thing, I mean, besides just LeBron? I mean, can we, I mean, it, do they have any other players on the team? Or is it just, is it just, is just mean, LeBron yeah, and, and, mean, the, yeah. and the four dwarfs? What do we got here? Okay, I mean, you know, they got the newcomers uh, coming up. I'm sorry. I'm in my house, though, actually. I'm, I'm, I'm a little distracted. I'm sorry. But I'm, I'm coming okay, outside. Well. 
But there, there is, you know, Larry Ness Jr. and uh, Jordan Clarkson that needs to step up and be that uh, Kyrie-esque type player that can create his own shot and that can step up into that semi-row of being Kyrie-esque. And um, he does got that potential to be that. I'm not saying that he's going to hit the clutch shot at to, uh, to seal a series, but he does got that potential and that mindset and that, that dog every now then that comes in that is not consistent. And um, But I hope he does come in consistently with LeBron's leadership, as in he's saying himself, you know, social media is done with during playoff season, postseason, postseason, he's done. It's all business now. It's all mindset. They got the Indiana Pacers and uh, Villa uh, uh, Oladipo uh, is showing out. He's having a career year. And um, I just really don't think they have enough to knock off Cleveland. But the team teams that are uh, um, that are threatening the Cavaliers are definitely the um, 76ers and definitely the Raptors and the Wizards. And I, I really think they can knock out the Raptors. Uh, I really do think they got the talent to do it. Um, can they do it? I don't know, but definitely. That's just on the east side, but I, I'm going to let y'all get y'all words in because I don't want to go to the west side because that's a whole other story I want to really go into. But yeah. All right, Ken. Uh, I think Miles, uh, I think he went to the Cleveland Ether there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that that's his team. That, that's what he believes uh, to be true. Um, you know, I don't see Indiana being a necessarily a, a threat or a problem no. for them. They, they should beat them handily. Um, things should happen, um, you know, uh, the way we anticipate them happening in, in that series. Uh, uh, you know, provided that LeBron James uh, shows up every night and, and does what he does and leads his team. And um, we're going to see playoff LeBron. So this is going to be uh, – that that's a different LeBron, and we all know that from from, the, from years past and past experience. Uh, this might be um, – the first time, and I want to see if, if he could do this throughout the whole series. If he could average oh, uh, uh, all mm-hmm. the way to the uh, to that uh, to, to the uh, to the championship, that would be something to see. Um, you know, you know, which is <laughs> uh, which, which has not been done, but probably he's the, if there's somebody to do it, he could do it. He could possibly do it, mm-hmm. and uh, I think he's he's got the right motivation, and he's motivated. And we know when we see LeBron in a motivated state that he's the guy that can kind of take his team and take everybody around him uh, to another plane of plane. So uh, that's going to be interesting uh, to see uh, what happens. As far as um, uh, the Wizards and the the Toronto Raptors, I really, you know, I want to see the Wizards do do well. I like John Wall. I like uh, Bradley Beal. I like all those guys. I like um, what they do and how they play, but they've been kind of inconsistent mm-hmm. this year a little bit. Right. And I haven't Definitely. seen them take that ne- that next step. I know Wall was hurt for a little while, and, you know, it seemed like it, to me it just seemed like they played better, a little bit better without without Wall. Without Wall. Um, and I don't know if there's some infighting between he and Bradley Beal as to who the alpha dog is, but, um, you know, in the playoffs, all that has to go to the side, and they have to play um, as a team. For Toronto, I really don't, you know, I'm not. I, they got to do something to convince me 
that they're really real. <laughs> they're really real. You know, uh, they got to they got to do something in the playoffs. I know they can win regular season games. I know that Kyle Lowry and uh, Demar Rosen can can show off in in the, in the regular season. But I need to see them do something in the um, in the first round of this playoffs to to let me know that hey, we're here. We we come we're coming to claim it, and we're coming to do what we need to do. Um, the outlier, I do, Miles. I have to agree with you. The outlier in this thing is going to be how well the young 76ers play. You know, can they um, come out and and can they can they dominate night in and night out? And I think they can. If they can get out of the first round and get Embiid back, I think they'll be, they'll be okay. Yeah, that's that's. Oh, exactly. I think I think getting him back is. Mm, I'm not I'm not sure if that's going to happen. Well, Brian, what do you think? Looking at the Looking at these first four teams we talked about in the East, obviously we got Cleveland against the Pacers. It should be – first of all, I'm stunned at how the Pacers got to be in the fifth slot. I mean, you know, they, 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 <laughs> yeah, they yeah, chose yeah, they, 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 their numbers are funny. <laughs> yeah, those numbers are funny a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So, Brian, uh, what do you think? Uh, looking at these uh, teams, uh, looking at Cleveland, you think they should have no problem uh, taking down uh, um, the Pacers? Yeah, I think so. I, I think when – you have a guy like LeBron who's playing his best basketball. And what's funny about LeBron is, and I didn't even realize this, that this is the first time in his career that he's played all 82 games. All 82 games, games. yeah. Mm-hmm. We had to. Yeah, exactly. But um, he's playing really uh, good basketball. And, and I think they should have no issues uh, beating the Pacers. They, the Pacers might win one game, but um, the Cavs should win that pretty easily. Toronto, there's just they're one of those teams that's very talented, but once they get into the playoffs, Something goes wrong with them. They just, something just doesn't click with them. And it is just really interesting to see because they have a strong fan base. They have guys like Kyle Lowry and Mar Rosen. But for some reason, once they get to the playoffs, it just doesn't go well for them. So, and then Philadelphia, I have to say that it has to be really good to be a Philadelphia sports fan. Because when you look right at the now. Eagles, yeah. right now, <laughs> when you look at the 76ers, and you look at Villanova, yep. just things are going so well. So, I think the 76ers are just riding on that momentum, and they're the first team in NBA history to enter the playoffs to win 16 straight games. So when, you, when you're facing a team like that, it's very dangerous because even though they're young, they're really um, feeling themselves right now, and that's what makes them a dangerous team. Out of those four teams, I think Cleveland is obviously the one to watch out for simply because they've done it before. They, they know what to do, especially LeBron, but Philadelphia is definitely a team to watch out for. Speaking of LeBron, let's take a look at these stats here. Um, having a monster year again, uh, averaging 27.5 points a game, 8.6 rebounds, and here's the big number, 9.1 assists a game. I mean, so this guy is, is, I mean, he's just having a monster year. And he's shooting almost 37% from three. I mean, is there anything this guy can't do? 54% overall field goal percentage. I mean, the guy is just, I mean, you know, 80, it took me a long time. straight. 82 games straight, 33 years old. I mean, it's it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, I mean, I, you got to give the guys props, man. This is a monster year for him. Uh, he's had to carry the team this year more than any other year. And uh, he is just, I mean, I think everybody wants to see how far he can take this team just because of who he is. And I will say this one. Speaking of triple-double, big shout-out, big shout-out, okay, uh, to the man that wears the zero. <laughs> Only man mm-hmm. ever, 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 ever to win, excuse me, to have, or average a triple-double for a season. For a season. I, I'm just, 
He did it two years back to back. Back to back. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, right. So yeah, they actually right, yeah. let him get 16 rebounds last night because that's what he needed to get to, to to get to make those numbers uh, right. Ken, he got 16 but rebounds actually, last Ken, night. But actually, Ken, I think he yeah. got I think he got like 18 or 19 actually. But uh, just to make it, <laughs> this is secure. Yeah. He made it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. For some reason, there was a lot of I, I Lee, thought a lot of engine. Uh, are you not a big Westbrook fan? Cause oh, I, I, I love I love Westbrook. I love the way he plays. Um, I just think he's he's very selfish, but and but to his to his credit and his point, <laughs> yeah. uh, he ha- he has to be, <laughs> you know, uh, he he's, he's a good no, on I'm, ball I'm kind of right there. I'm gonna leave that conversation. He, he, has, he, has, he, has, he has to be that guy. My, Miles, I wish you if you gonna call, if you gonna call in, you gonna let us talk first. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you, if you was here, okay, if you was okay. here, and, and you was in my face, you wouldn't even be saying nothing. Now you at home. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know about that though. <laughs> He he, he, he <laughs> is selfish, but at the same time, he does got Paul George and Carmelo Anthony around him. But I, what I'm saying is, I, I, I don't understand what you're saying. What, 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 do, you, what, do, you, what do you mean by around him? He, what what he do you mean by that? Paul what, 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 George and, he got Paul George and Carmelo Anthony around him to where they're scared. Okay, and they're barely, and they're they're, they're, and they're they're barely really, in the playoffs. Really what, what are you talking about? They're, they're a fifth seed. Huh? I, I'm just saying, they're a fifth seed. And I still, they're really my favorite coming out of the West. I'm to be honest with you. Yeah. And it hasn't changed. They're really my strong favorite coming out of the West because I, I don't think. Uh, I guess we have to. That, uh, we have to write I, that I don't down. Think Houston's gonna get, <laughs> you know, Houston. I don't think Houston's gonna get past uh, Minnesota. Be honest with you. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna leave that wow. alone too. But that's why I said the West is a whole different story. That's why I want to leave that I, alone. Let, I'm just kind of confused. What makes you think that the Timberwolves? Okay, with a banged up, uh, you know, a banged up uh, Jimmy uh, Jimmy Walker, banged up. Okay, you got a situation. Jimmy, oh, Jimmy Walker. Well, I'm sorry. I keep, can I tell you something? Listen, can I tell you something? I, listen to this for a second. I have a video that I shot last year when they were here, and I interviewed him. And I actually put the title of the YouTube video, our post game interview with Jimmy Walker. Oh, and, and, but it worked because I had so many people log on. Hey, man. He don't play no music. All right? This is Jimmy Butler. All right, Jimmy Butler. Uh, with a banged-up Butler um, and a team that basically right now, Tom Thibodeau is ready to go on a war path with those guys. Uh, Andrew Wiggins playing like he doesn't care. You know, so, I mean, this is think about this. As good as Wiggins is, they are, there is some talk that Minnesota is actually trying to get him out of there because he is just so nonchalant. And so inconsistent in the way he plays. I think when, when I looked at him last night, and I, I had a chance to. I've watched him a few times a season, but I really had a chance because, you know, the the vested stake we had with with the giving one in the game and getting to the playoffs last night um, with with the Hawks. You know, I kind of paid attention to that game. And can't congratulations before you go any further, uh, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we had the over under on the Hawks at twenty five, <laughs> and Kent Swillen. Picked the under, and by one game, by one game, the Hawks sure. finished under at twenty-four up, and a staggering was it sixty-eight down. Yeah, uh, so uh, <laughs> kudos to you, Ken, uh, for pegging the fact that the over/under was twenty-five, and they were under. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they were under, and, and you kind of, you know, you knew that it was going to be a rough season for them, but uh, yeah. you know, and you know, hopefully they can take so, so, the pick from so, the, the pick from Minnesota and everybody and. And the other pick, they got three picks now in the first round. You know, they have a, have a oh real high goodness. pick in the in that, the beginning of the second round. So hopefully, hopefully they they can they can make some uh, make some moves and and do some things and get some young talent in. We'll still be uh, another couple of years away, but no, nope. 
Nope and nope. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And nope. Oh yeah. You mean a couple years for championship? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's what I'm. That's what I'm talking about. Because I think that that, I think that team's gonna get to the playoffs next year. It it could happen. I mean, with what you see, I'm saying. You know, Can I ask you a question? I would, I would almost put question? some apples on that, uh, Minister. You know what I'm saying? Well, so let's, get still, let's get it. Let's get it. Hold up. Hold up. Well, yeah. unless, unless, you know, being in this weak East, it, yeah, it's possible. It's very possible. But it all depends on if they're going to get somebody, uh, an, 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 a veteran ball, pre- uh, a ball player to come in and kind of stabilize the youth that's going to be around. Because you've got to remember, you're going to have three to four possibly young guys. You've got three to four guys that have been in the league four years or less. You know, so you I got <laughs> so then you got this sporadic shooter that's going to be that's going to be gone. Back. He might be, gone. might be gone. They might they might do something epic. They might try to trade him. They might pick up Trey Young. You don't know what these guys might do. All hey, I know that, is, that, that, is hey, that's that this, what I was about to say. Mm-hmm. That's what I was about Brian, to say, Minister. Yeah, I, I think when it comes to the Hawks, the fact that they'll have a lottery pick, um, obviously the pick from the Timberwolves and the final pick in the first round, um, they have some building blocks moving forward. Um, it's going to be interesting to see who stays with the team, right. including the head coach, because there's rumors they could be taking the Timberwolves job. Um, well, and then the, the, the Bucks, Milwaukee Bucks job. Oh, yeah, Milwaukee Bucks. Bucks yeah. yeah, I apologize about it. Um, yeah, general manager Travis Selnick, he's going to have some decisions to make um, about um, the players and the coaches moving forward. And the fact that um, – you know, Phil Serena is going to be still going through their renovation. You know, they want to sell that as well. And you want to have a team that's competitive, exciting, and um, competing for a uh, chance to the playoffs. So I, hopefully they can hit on their lottery pick. That's going to be the big thing. And I think the question is, do they keep Dennis Schroeder? Do they keep Ken Baseball? Do they keep Mike Muscala? Those are guys who are with the 2014-2015 team that won 60 games. So if they don't, then they're really rebuilding and, um, building um, their team around guys like they, they drafted last year and John Collins and guys like that. So it's going to be a really interesting offseason for the Hawks. Yeah, it is. I think, uh, you know, Travis Schlink has uh, one one job. Don't miss. Okay. <laughs> I mean, don't miss in this draft. You cannot miss in this draft. This is not something where, you know, well, we can do it again next year. You cannot miss. Yeah. Uh, you got, yeah. like you said, multiple picks in the first round, probably a shot of the lottery pick. Uh, you can't do it. But we're going to give it some shout-outs here on Facebook Live. L.C. Hayes, thanks for joining us. Shimon Beasley from Detroit, thank you for joining us as well. Uh, one of our new sponsors, a part of that group, Leonard Spikes, thank you for joining us as well. And, again, thank you for all the many shares, ladies and gentlemen. And please share, 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 think, share, think like share. We appreciate you on that. And we also appreciate those who are watching live on Periscope and those who are watching the replay on Periscope. Man, shout out to you as well. I'm in the booth here with Captain America, Ken Swillen, Georgia Tech Hall of Fame, 50-year anniversary, all ACC team. And we don't talk about it too much, but, you know, that's, a, that's like major. That's major. I mean, like, you know, you're talking 50 years of ACC football, and uh, the good captain here was picked as a starting safety on that team, baby. He's a bad man. Felt pretty good too. <laughs> I bet you did, brother. I bet you did. I bet you did. And of course, we have Brian Jones here, uh, writer for Twenty Four Seven Sports. Uh, specialty is the Packers, but uh, covers a multitude of sports and also does a good job with our guys up the road in Northwest at Metro Atlanta, the Kennesaw State Owls. 
Yeah, I was right. doing some big things in. Uh, I was went all the way to the, I guess, it was the quarterfinals of the uh, quarterfinals, yeah. quarterfinals of the uh, Division One A college football championship. Had one of the best offenses in the nation. I think the number. They, I, know they were the, I know they were in the top ten in rushing offense. Might have been in the top three. They were uh, number one. Number were, one. See, I knew they were up there. Uh, one of the best they were, and defensively also a good team. So, guys, if you get a chance, a lot of stuff going up in north northwest uh, Atlanta area, Kennesaw State area, good stuff going on up there. Uh, you got to check it out, and you also got to check out Brian as well. Um, I'm going to check here and see if our our sponsors have joined us here on the line. I want to make sure. Uh, we're going to go to the phone lines here. Let's uh, hit the phone lines. Uh, caller ending in number 4952. Welcome to the Real Talk Sports Show. Hey, Mr. Simmons, this is James Johnson calling in. How are you, sir? There it is. That's our sponsor from Right on the Money. Uh, good to have you with us, sir. Well, you know what we have to do? We have to give you like a little intro music here. So let's let's get you a little intro music. Here. There we go. <laughs> There we go. Yes, indeed. Right on the money is in the building. James Johnson uh, is the uh, main man for that group. Well, listen, uh, James, uh, give us a little bit of, uh, I like to call it uh, like your financial fitness point that you would like to give us here for the day because uh, right right on the money, uh, make sure that people are uh, really uh, trying to get their financial house in order. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And Mr. Simmons, you know, uh, with the right on the money, you know, of course, my wife and uh, Mr. and Mrs. Spikes, we definitely are all passionate uh, about helping people understand the power of credit. You know, when when I was growing up, my dad used to always tell me, son, cash is king. But what I found out as a grown man is credit is power. And uh, uh, we just really want people to really understand that nowadays uh, that three, that three, uh, um, those three numbers are being monitored like a vital sign. And if you don't have a a perfect or excellent credit, you're going to definitely be judged by those three digits. And so what we want to do is we want to help people not only get those credit scores up, but we want people to to realize that the better your credit, the more things you can do as far as have a lower interest rate if you're buying a home or a car or buying a home. You know, a lot of people call us nowadays because they want to buy a home because they're tired of renting and not getting any credit for that, and they want to own their own home. And so the first place you definitely want to start is getting that credit score up. Well, that would be me, sir. I'm that I'm that yep. guy looking to try to get my credit right, so I can go ahead and uh, and you know get that home because this apartment, folks, I like them, but man, they they you know sometimes I look at that rent. And I'm saying they try to beat me like I stole something, man. I mean, golly. So uh, exactly. So, so you're telling me really that high credit score could be the difference. Uh, I think it's double difference, right? Not only just getting the house, but also wouldn't it make a difference in the monthly payment as well. Absolutely, will make a huge difference. You know, over over a lifetime of a person who doesn't have uh, a perfect credit, so anyone with less than perfect credit, they're going to pay anywhere from two hundred thousand up to uh, one million dollars in high interest rates. Wow, that that's incredible, man. I mean, uh, you know, when you think about that, because you really don't. I think when you you just kind of say to yourself, well, as long as my credit is decent, you know, I can go ahead and handle my business. But uh, I mean, for, again, from what you're telling me. It's really a situation, man. It could mean hundreds of dollars a month. And like you're saying, over the life of a loan, you're talking millions of dollars. 
Absolutely. And so one of our, our, our biggest tasks is to really educate people on that. And, you know, a lot of times because you don't really see it or you're not paying attention to it, you do not realize how much more money you're paying uh, in interest uh, when you have a less than perfect credit score. And nowadays people are calling us because their employers are not hiring them or they are firing them because of that credit score. Because a person with a low credit score is looked upon, unfortunately, as someone that's not trustworthy. Uh, uh, so, you know, a lot of employers now are looking for people who have a good credit score to hire. Gentlemen, uh, I think the preacher in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the preacher got a situation. Uh, I, I better uh, better make this entrepreneurial uh, thing work because what he's telling me is if you got credit problems, you they may try to get you out of there. And it's really, I tell you, I guess, I guess you. It's 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 hard for me to envision uh, in a time and era we're supposed to be all about you know freedom of speech privacy that now your credit score can affect your ability to be even higher. Um, just really quickly before you uh, give people your information, what's the one other area where credit can affect you and either stop you from moving forward in an area or cost you some money? Well, I, I would say um, people insurance premiums. Um, a lot of people don't know, realize this, but uh, when they when they taking your information and they ask for your social, that's how they can pull your credit. And if your credit score is low, your your insurance premium is going to be high. And so, you know, I give you guys a personal testimony, just being transparent. My wife and I, before we you know got on the road to excellent credit, uh, we were paying four hundred and twenty-two dollars a month for two vehicles. Well, once our credit score went up. Um, uh, quite a bit, we actually got a new quote, and we now pay $221 for the same two vehicles. So we saved our household over $2,600 for the year. Mm. Oh, that, that's incredible. Well, here's the thing. Let's, let's, let's get to the, to the punchline here, this whole thing. This is what you do to help people. So how can people find out more about you, website, phone number, email, where people can contact you, and you can let them know how they can improve their financial situation? Absolutely, yes, sir. And so if you go to writeonthemoney.co, that's writeonthemoney spelled correctly, .co, and it's important that you go to co, not com. It's co, so it's writeonthemoney.co. And just so people know, uh, we also do free uh, consultations so we can kind of talk to you about your situation where we can actually give you some um, some pointers or some ideals that you can actually um, apply today that can help you actually raise your credit score. So bottom line is is that before they spend a dime, they, the phone call is free. Absolutely. There you go. Well, listen, guys, uh, if you want to be right on the money, you need to contact right on the money. Remember, go to their website. Uh, it's just like we just said it, rightonthemoney.co, not com, but rightonthemoney.co. Uh, check out the Jackson family. Also check out the Spikes family as well. Uh, they will give you a free consultation and then uh, let you know how they can uh, improve your credit situation, which will improve uh, your financial situation, which will improve your life overall uh, and help you get some of the things that you may have desired to get and uh, cannot get or to get some of the things you desire to get and get them in a much more affordable way. Well, uh, James, listen, man, as always, we appreciate you for joining us. Again, uh, check them out at rightonthemoney.co. Well, listen, man, God bless you, and we look forward to your uh, next appearance here on Real Talk Sports Show. Thank you so much, sir. Remember, go Cowboys. 
Oh, Lord. Whoa, whoa, wait, 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 wait. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You supposed to be doing sponsorship, Doctor. That you, you, you know, we, we don't talk like that on this show. Hold up, hold up. I got the, I got the main, I got the main writer here for two four seven sports for the Packers. What you, man? That might change well, the situation, man. Everybody can't be stars, Mister Simmons. Wow. Hey, that was good though. That was good. That was good. That was good. I like I like how you I like how you said that, bro. Yeah. Let's see for a split second I muted your mic, but I put it back on. So you so you, so you got that part in. So we uh we appreciate you, man. Again, we appreciate all the things that yes, you're sir. doing uh in the community as well. And uh we look forward again to having you back on with us and join us uh for all the great things that you are doing to try to help people get their credit right. Right on the money. Uh, the Jackson family, the Spikes family, uh, doing it up big. Again, check them out on rightonthemoney.co. God bless you, brother. Have a great day. You as well, sir. God bless. Well, well guys, that's it. Uh, you know, he told you, you need to get your financial house in order. If you want to do that, that uh, is the way to do it. So we appreciate him. Appreciate uh, enjoying. Now, listen, we, we had another caller pop on. Caller, if I accidentally disconnected you, please call back. I'm sorry, I was a little, little fast on the uh, on my uh, on my switchboard here. So uh, give us a call back, and uh, we'll get you we'll get you back on there. Let's click them back on. I think that was Brother Miles that, that lost there. Brother Miles, you back with us? Yes, sir, I'm back. There we go. Okay, we almost we almost lost you there for a second there. Uh, yeah, guys, good stuff there. So we we appreciate uh, sponsoring again, folks. If you yes you uh, want to join us here at the Will Talk Sports Show, if you want to be a part of uh, the good news of sports, uh, you certainly can check me out at jsimmons, that's J-S-I-M-M-O-N-S, at realtalksports.net, or you can call me on the work line, 678-304-8121. If that does not work, you can also reach me on the cell, 678-410-9833, and we'd be more than happy uh, to let you know some of the great packages we have to advertise. You can advertise with us on the air, internet radio. You can do something with us on Facebook Live. We have social media. And soon, soon, hopefully very soon, we also will have some options for you on television as well. So, again, contact me, Jay Simmons, J-S-I-M-M-O-N-S at realtalksports.net. Give me a call on the cell, 678-410-9833. We would love to partner with you to keep the good news of sports on the air. Appreciate you so much. Again, uh, we're going to go to Facebook Live page, A. Edward Neal. This is what he says the Hawks should do. He said they should take the first, the late first-round pick, the early second round and the other late first round pick from Minnesota, and yeah. trade them all for, for 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 your man for Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard. No. Mm. I guess he thinks San Antonio's mm. gonna go for that trade. <laughs> that's a lot of 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 moving a lot of stuff into yeah. the middle of the table. That's though. a lot of that's a lot of, that's a lot of chess pieces right there. Yeah. Well, just imagine for a second, guys. Let's put that let's put that trade together for a second. So you'd have. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, uh, you would also have hopefully a lottery pick, and um, and you know that could be any of any of the three or four guys that you think up there. You would also have John Collins still with you, right? And you also would have uh, you know it, I don't know whether I'm just getting older or whether I've just got too many things <laughs> running through my mind, but I just draw a blank. A Torian Prince, Torian Prince, sir. right? Um, <laughs> I, I want to help you, you know. <laughs> that ginkgo, I take that stuff every day. I don't think it's working right. I mean, I need to get that that ginkgo up. I mean, what? I mean, it sounds like interesting trade. I don't think San Antonio 
that's not the type of thing they normally do. Uh, normally, you know, if you get with San Antonio, you're a lifer. But there's some kind of there was some kind of strange stuff going on. This strange narrative happening with Kawhi uh, talking about the players, the private meeting. Please come back. I mean, I don't. I don't normally San Antonio doesn't get involved in that kind of soap opera nonsense. Yeah, you normally don't see it, um, but um, this year it happened, and I mean, it's kind of kind of weird to kind of see, um, you know, with him being injured, him. Um, being cleared to play and still not wanting to play, and you know, is he going to play in the playoffs? I don't think he's going to play in the playoffs. Um, I don't know. I don't know if there's any yeah. uh, statement on, on about that. that, but it's just like oh, I said, the whole thing to me is very odd. Yeah, it, it, it's very very odd. But uh, I would love to see him in in, in Atlanta. <laughs> oh, listen, immediately overnight, uh, ticket sales would go to. Oh, without a doubt. If you remember what happened with Philadelphia when they realized that they would have, well, of course he wasn't healthy at the beginning, but when they thought about the idea of having a healthy Ben Simmons, a healthy Markel Fultz, Joel Embiid, immediately ticket sales went right. to the roof, and that's what happened here. I mean, if we had a bona fide star like a Kawhi Leonard, a guy who up until this point has been, you know, uh, uh, an all-star player, I mean, well, well that's what this city uh, in from the basketball realm from. Football, we do have we do have stars. Yes, we do. Uh, you know, uh, you know, super superstars. You, you know, I, I think Bird uh, on on the on the on the edge. Julio, Julio, Julio is a uh, is a dominant superstar. Could can be uh, ultra burning star if you know given the right situations. Um, but we need basket. We need a basketball superstar. Hadn't had a basketball superstar since Dominique. You know, and we need yeah. that kind of kind of ball player. That would that would bring people out to the um, to the arena. Um, as as Brian Ford stated, with that renovation, uh, you're gonna have to put some fans in the seat. <laughs> you know, you're gonna have to put some people out there in, in those seats. And you know, if, if we don't think people would come to see Kawhi, then I, you know, I I, I really believe they would. I really uh, know they would. You know, what, what, uh, Brian, you know ask, that kind of firepower. Go ahead. Can I ask a question? I mean, that that well, would be good, but what, is Kawhi Leonard going to bring a championship? No, he's not going to bring a championship. But what I'm saying, if they if they build from the draft with three picks in the first round, one of them being Trey Young, Steph Curry esque, that's going to draw people to the seats. It's going to draw fans to the uh, 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 to the arena because of his style of play and the lack of defense they play on the NBA level. I mean, that could be – and it's cheaper. And you ain't losing as much. So, I mean, they're already on this – because, I mean, it's not like they're going to just jump into a, a playoff contingent team with Kawhi Leonard because they're still going to have – Yes, they would. Immediately. Immediately. Okay, immediately. Immediately what? They're going to be – You put – if you put Kawhi Leonard on this team, there will be a playoff team in the East. Immediately. A first-round first team, yeah, but then they're going home. They're not going to do nothing. They're going to they're not going to threaten nobody. I'm just saying. I mean, I'm just saying. That's just my opinion. I don't know, but I'm just saying they're not going to threaten nobody. They're going to be just a regular team in the East, just like the Milwaukee Bucks. Do, do you think Kawhi is better than Greek the Freak? I don't think so. And he got he got more talent around him in Milwaukee than they got in Atlanta for Kawhi Leonard, and they're barely making the playoffs in the East. So I'm just saying on that point of view. I'm the, I'm not, I'm not saying Kawhi Leonard won't be a, a great acquisition or a great uh, pickup, but I'm just saying he's not that that dude to make the championship run. But he's a building block. And uh, I just don't know. I don't think Atlanta is going to spend that type of money. I, I, 
they're not known to do it. The only time I see them spend big bucks on is Joe Johnson with a hundred was a hundred twenty million dollar deal for I mean that was a mistake. I mean it was a, even that a, was a that was an error. Yeah, Somebody exactly. was on drugs. And, and he wasn't even that, a so. superstar or a star at the time. So I mean he was just a great, very good player. So I just don't know. Well, you, well, you got to remember we, they, we, we're on a different ownership now, Miles. We're on a different ownership now. Tony wrestlers. Uh, you know, he's he's gonna he's gonna make some investments in this team, and he's already made some investments in this team. Uh, the renovation is there, and like I said before, they've got to do some things to to recoup on that investment. So uh, they're going to they're going to go and uh, you know, and, and their ideal is to to build a championship style team and to get into that uh, into that framework to where we can be a uh, a champion, you know, and, and get a championship championship here in Atlanta. Uh, you know, you're talking about it, but. The way Atlanta is built, I think they're right on the cusp of if they made a trade up, they did something like that, you know, if they develop for the next couple of years, um, somebody's going home and from Cleveland. Um, somebody's going to the retirement home. You got about three more years uh, that we're going to see him at at, at, at a level. So you got to be prepared for, be when, for when LeBron goes home. You said what now? Okay. By then it'd be you know, I, I really do uh, believe that that that, uh, that that could be happening. I mean, Philadelphia is is going to be what they are, and and they're going to get better every year. And I think they're going to eventually. You know, you you look at uh, the Celtics, you look at Philadelphia. They're going to be the top two teams that you have to deal with uh, from from this mm-hmm. point on. But if you're Atlanta, you want to be on on right behind their heels. You want to be right on their heels because let's face it, LeBron James is the most dominant player we've seen in this generation. You know, in a couple of generations, <laughs> he's he's probably been one yeah, of the most dominant I, players I we, we, we've effort, seen. Go ahead. Well, you, effort, you can say that, and 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 that that's no that's no problem. But I have to give credence to those and give give uh, you know credit to those people who who paved the way for the for for LeBron James. You know, so I won't mm-hmm. say he's the best ever because everybody had their moment in their era. You know, so um, yeah, you you have you have to take it for take it for what it's worth. But you know. We got to get prepared for when he's getting ready to step off the scene and and be ready to to take over and and do what we need to do. And doing a, a trade with, for Kawhi would be great. Uh, staying pat and and building through the draft would be great. I just want to see him do something. I'm excited for it. Um, I've never been so excited to see a team lose because they lost the right way. <laughs> they were competitive. They were competitive every night. Uh, um, I'm telling you, I was at church um, Sunday, minister, and we beat the Celtics. And um, yeah, kind of you know, I was in a meeting, and I, I and I, oh, and I said, "Dog!" <laughs> I hollered at I hollered at people, looked around, and be like, "What? What are you talking oh, about?" You like, "No, praise the Lord." You know, kept the move. I, like, okay, I, I didn't. I didn't want them to win. I didn't want them to win. I never been so excited about losing. But uh, you know, I, you know, I just don't. I think they've done it the right way, and they they kind of coached each other. Coached uh, uh, with Bud, he's kind of coached them to kind of. Be very, very competitive. You can't tell a guy to go out there and lose a game. Well, I mean, what they basically did was they made sure that they didn't have to tank because they basically got rid of every player that was <laughs> at decent at all. I mean, two of them are on Philadelphia right now. They got rid of Ilisova. They got rid of, of Balinelli. And so they made sure that anybody started playing, they kind of got rid of them. Or in the case of Dennis, he kept having mysterious injuries yeah. that would cause him not to play because they said we can't just come out and, and just tank. So yeah. we have to kind of tank by accident. So we'll play a bunch of bad players. I mean, I even asked Coach Bud, I said, Coach, you know, how is it for you 
coaching night after night with basically a different lineup. Because at one point, they, they traded guys every week, and they were bringing guys up from the G League. I was getting emails like every other day to the G League back, to the G League back. And so you had this roster that constantly changed. He said, well, hey, you know, just he's, I got some good young guys here, and that's part of it. But that's what they did. They, they, they didn't tank the old-fashioned way. They said, hey, we're going we're gonna to do this. We'll just bring some guys that really shouldn't be playing in the NBA and put them out there. So that's how, that's how they did it. I mean, you know, guys in the G League. Brian, what, who do you think they should draft? In that, uh, if they get one of the top three picks, who do you think that the uh, the Hawks should pick up? Should it be Luka Doncic, which I've never seen this guy? Everybody's saying this guy's very sensitive, slight bread. Uh, DeAndre Ayton, who's my favorite, or should they get the young man out of out of uh, Duke, Marvin Bagley the third? Who, when I talk to some of the oh, Hawks assistant well, coaches and guys, that's so, what they yeah. want. Yeah, I kind of like Marvin Bagley out of the three. I think he's a guy that can make immediate impact right away, and I think that's what the Hawks need. Um, hopefully they can get one of those, uh, the top three picks. And if that's the case, then they're hoping that Marvin Valley will be that guy. Um, you know, when you look at the Hawks moving forward, I, I think they're – now I read a story on uh, SB Nation and the guy who covers the Hawks, and he said they're about four or five years away from being competitive. I think because of the way the East is set up, right, it's right. going to be quicker than that. Right, and, right. and I think, you know, based on what I've seen from the Hawks, they were competitive. They were uh, able to be in nearly every game. They just didn't have the talent right. to finish those games out. And I think if you draft a guy like Marvin Bagley and you're able to make some moves in, in the offseason and free agency, then you'll definitely be right back in there next season or even uh, the season after that, the latest. So um, I think – in this offseason, again, it's going to be interesting for the Hawks, and I think they have the ability to uh, make an impact this offseason and we'll build on it for um, the regular season. Well, again, I think in looking at this team, I think that they, they just have pieces in place, you know, especially uh, when, you, when you look at uh, John Collins um, and what he does as far as his play over the rim. Uh, that guy is a really a, a very, very athletic uh, at that forward spot. And I think the Torian Prince – really elevated his game, especially from the outside. I think nobody – he was a little streaky, but I think nobody thought that he would become such a great three-point shooter for the Hawks. And, uh, you know, I think if he can continue to develop that, uh, the Hawks are going to be, you know, a serious contender going forward. Now, of course, I put out a hashtag a while back, Hawks 2020, because I think that's when they really are going to contend for an actual championship. But I do think that next year the Hawks are, could be good enough and with the East the way it's configured to get the playoffs. That's it. Hey, guys, what do you think? Uh, phone lines are back open, 347-326-9991. You're listening to the Real Talk Sports Show as we are broadcasting here on every possible portal we can. Uh, we're on Facebook Live, yes, we're on Periscope, and we are on Internet as well. Again, I have with me Met. Captain America, <clears throat> Mr. Kent Swilling, Brian Jones of 24-7 Sports, and on the line, a guy that you know we, tease, we, we, we kind of tease him. He's really not, but we call him the DBS Deacon, Miles Tyson is also with us on the line as well. And like I said, folks, you can join us, 347-326-9991, as we broadcast here and getting ready to shift over to talk a little NFL football. All right, guys, uh, I think we'll uh, close Mr. it up there. Can the I NBA. ask one question? Go ahead. Quick? Yes, go ahead, please. Can I, please. I just want to ask Mr. Brian one question. Uh, Mr. Yeah, Brian sure. Young, um, would you not think that Trey Young would be a more uh, uh, immediate impact with the offense of scoring with them being so competitive this year when you think them drafting him and having two more draft picks in the first round? 
to be more uh, impactful with their offensive uh, firepower coming into the next season with his with his three point yeah, shooting ability. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I can see that. I think Trey Young is one of those guys that um, can be an immediate scorer for the Hawks. Um, I think either way, either you have Marvin Bagley or Trey Young, I think um, the Hawks will be in a good position. So, um, again, hopefully when it comes to the lottery, they get one of those top three picks because you don't know what's going to happen when it comes to the lottery. So um, I kind of I like Marvin Bagley a little bit better, but Trey Young, you're right, Trey Young can make an immediate impact. So, again, um, the Hawks, um, if they take one of those two guys, they'll be in pretty good shape for uh, 2018 and 2019. Well, I'm going to put it out here. I know that this is – I know Ken told me that the NBA is not like this anymore. But, man, I, I just I just like the big man of Arizona, man. I look at Aiden. The guy is ginormous, shot blocker. He's a beast around the paint. And the Hawks really he, – he's got comes a little bit of that big nasty – in them. And the Hawks really don't have that. I mean, they don't have that kind of <laughs> no, guy that, you know, so that's me. I just kind of, I kind of like having a big man. I think he can make a, a big impact. We see that Toronto, uh, you know, what they did with Serge Ibaka and some of the other foreign players they had down low, uh, they were able to get themselves up into that top three on the East. And I think the Hawks could do the same thing, having a guy like Aiden, having a guy like Collins that consistently plays above the rim, and then having Torian Prince who really, you know, is, is really can play three positions. I mean, he can play two, three, or four if you need to. So um, uh, I just, to me personally, I'd like to see the big man there. Uh, if they can't get the big man and they go to Trey Young, then you, you're really going to have to do something with Dennis, yeah. you know, because you can't keep Dennis and then, you know, draft a guy who's another point guard at that high of a pick. What, what, uh, my, my, my only question to that, uh, to Aiden, is does he really fit what you want to do, what the system is? You know, I'm I'm with Brian. I think – um, Marvin Bagley kind of fits more, fits better with what the Hawks do with the space and pace and all of that stuff and running and gunning and getting up and down the floor. I think he fits a little bit better. I have a, one one could argue that maybe he is, and I don't think he's a, he's a um, he's I don't think he's he's uh, like John Collins. I think they I think John Collins could possibly move into the five spot or whatever, right? you know, and he, he he's definitely a stretch four, mm-hmm. you know, so you could take him and, and do some different things with him. So I, I'm, you know, I like, I, I like Aiden. The more I saw Aiden play, <laughs> you know, he, you know, he plays I think, bad intent, sure, I think sure. you, you, you having some, some nostalgic moments with the, with the Patrick Hewins and, and all of those guys from, from, from back in the day. But, uh, you know, I think, you know, for what it's worth, I think Marvin Bagley kind of fits better with what they want to do, and then that'll allow you to go even deeper and get a uh, a Colin Sexton or somebody like that, you know, with one of those other picks. And that's why I really like Colin Sexton. Colin's from here. Uh, matter of fact, he played against uh, my brother-in-law um, over at Westlake when he was at um, when he was when he was. Um, I'm like you now, Minister. I can't remember. Right, yeah, it's contagious. Pebblebrook. Pebblebrook. Okay. Pebblebrook. You know. Um, but uh, it's one of those things you kind of uh, you kind of want to see him see it happen, but you just don't know what's going to happen with any lottery pick, with any pick that you pick up, because you know these guys are relatively they, they are proven on a certain to a certain degree, but they are very unproven when it comes to that next level because there's another side of life, uh, as we all know, that comes with being a professional ball player. You know, from the social standpoint, from the uh, 
from the we are dealing with grown people now, you know, <laughs> you know, dealing with other people's agenda and uh, all of that good stuff. So, uh, you know, it, yeah, yeah, it, it, it's hard. It's it's real hard, and I, I can only imagine with the with the advent of social media and all those different things that that kind of can take away from what somebody can be. And everybody's already already telling you you're the best and you're the greatest. And now you got to go out every night and and uh, and you know affirm that, <laughs> you know. So it makes it a little bit different. And and that social media, you're right, is a hammer. So uh, we are uh, we are we we, we get it. Uh, we get it. Um, the only thing I can say is, man, I guess maybe there's some of it nostalgia. I'm not sure, but I, I just I guess what makes me keep thinking about Aiton is the fact of the way that Coach Bud, and and I understand that Coach Bud and I may not be here, but the way he kind of uh, uh, changed the way Collins was originally thought he was going to play. If you remember, the, you, even Collins talked about this. We'll give a shout, big shout-out to someone who's just joined us on Periscope. My eyes can't see who it is, but we want to say hello in return to saying hello because I ain't got no readers on. So definitely hello to you. Don't get mad at me, but I can't see. Um, but we appreciate you for joining us, and we thank God for you. But, yeah, man, the reason why made me think about that is because Collins uh, really was moved to play a lot more uh, in that high low up in a high position. Matter right. of fact, he was even bringing the ball up, and he said he was actually kind of shocked that Coach Bud would have him do this. So when I see that kind of stuff, see this guy playing more on the wing, you know, I think it does give the ability for um, uh, it does give the ability for uh, them to get a guy like like Aiden. So I'm trying to read that there on Periscope. It looks like they're talking about Jay Z. I don't know. I couldn't read it. It's an R. Kelly featuring Jay-Z. R. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm not sure it has to do with our sports talk, but nevertheless, <laughs> hey, man, we, we just appreciate you joining us at the end of the day. Um, but, yeah, that's that's why I kind of like the big guy. I just think that uh, that Collins is a guy that's so quick. Uh, he plays above the rim. And the fact that this year he really learned how to play out in space, I just think it kind of gives you a situation where you could really uh, – you know, take a big man, and that guy's a rim protector for real, for real. And and kind of what it reminds me of, you think about it, imagine what the Hawks could have done had they actually had a uh, uh, a Dwight Howard of six or seven years ago. You know, a guy that actually could move up and down the court uh, as well as rebound and, and a rim protector. And that's kind of what I think that you could get. I don't know if he could give you the same level uh, of play as, uh, as Dwight Howard, but that's kind of what it reminds me of. I, that's why I'm kind of and I guess it is because I'm a little old, but I just think he could he could do some work. You know, he could be like Matumbo. No, no, no. <laughs> so, so that's what I'm thinking, guys. Uh, but anyway, uh, if you want to join us again, it's uh, the telephone line is 347-326-9991. You are listening to the Real Talk Sports Show as we broadcast to you right here on the incredible, incredible radio of Real Talk Sports Network, also on Periscope and on Facebook Live. Uh, we are again going to take a quick little break, guys, and then we'll be back with more in just a moment. Hang tight. Attention promoters, event organizers, and committees. 
If you're looking for a place to have your next big event, you must check out the C-Room Multiplex. The C-Room Multiplex cordially invites you to book your next artist or to host your next big event at the C-Room. Specializing in the following areas, CD release parties, showcases, fashion shows, movie premieres, birthday celebrations, wedding receptions, banquets, pastor's anniversaries, special events, and more. At the C-Room Multiplex, we also offer catering and decorating packages. For more information, call us, 678-823-5124. That's 678-823-5124. Or visit us on the web at croomatlanta.com. That's c-roomatlanta.com. The C-Room is Atlanta's premier Christian entertainment venue. The C-Room, 4013A Jonesboro Road, Forest Park, Georgia. Mention this ad for special pricing. This is Minister Jonathan Simmons, host of the Real Talk Sports Show. Do you like the positive sports stories you've been hearing? Well, partner with us to help keep the good news of sports on the air. We have great audio, video, and internet advertising packages available to promote any size business or event. Contact me directly at 678-410-9833 or send me an email, sales at realtalksports.net. We'd love to partner with you to keep the good news in sports on the air. All right, we are back. You're listening to the final segment of the Real Talk Sports Show. I'm here with uh, Captain America, Ken Swilling, and from 24-7 Sports, Mr. Uh, Brian Jones is with us as well. All right, guys, let's shift to a little football. Yeah, i got to tell you something. Uh, uh, Captain, um, I don't know why, but I just feel that there is a, there's a, like, there's a cycle like in your energy. Like, it seems like, like there's a little dip. And then, like I sense, as we're starting to turn the corner towards spring practice, I, I feel like it's almost like watching that big locomotive that you get, like your energy. <laughs> start to, oh, you know, I can see that car start to build. Oh, we're getting into it. <laughs> yeah, we, you know, we're getting excited. I'm, I'm like, I'm sitting here thinking, I was thinking during the break, I said, I know we're going to talk about the football. We got to double dip with Brian because Brian. Is, oh yeah, know, oh yeah. Know, we got, yeah, that's why. That's why I should. He's a resident guy. Nine thirty before we ended because I wanted to make sure to get in that final fifteen minute segment uh, with Brian as we talked about uh, you know the uh, the mock draft and uh, certainly uh, we have some people that are Packer fans so we want to talk about what the Packers are doing also but of course our hometown Falcons are doing as well. Well, you know these mock drafts have been going all over the place. Uh, they are thinking here. Let's kind of look at some of them here. We go to uh, the NFL on CBS, and they are looking at uh, a mock draft where Cleveland again uh, takes a quarterback. So, uh, and Sam uh, Darnell from out of uh, Donald out of USC. So, I guess my question is, does that does that make sense? Let's kind of get out of there. I'm trying to get out of that uh, site there. They're talking about Sam Darnold from uh, USC, and then I guess they're thinking about the pass rusher um, uh, at number four. Here, let's take a peek. Talk Bradley Chubb. Yep. Mm-hmm. This is what I love about going to these sites. They always kind of play all these different things. Oh. All right. Well, we're not going to be able to do that, gang, because as always, when you go to the Internet, they try to jam you with 1,001 different uh, commercials, so we'll have to leave that alone. But uh, all right. If you were Cleveland, uh, what, would you, what would you do as far as taking a number one and four pick, and then we'll get to the Packers and we'll close out with the Falcons? If you were Cleveland, who would you pick at one and at four? Well, I think when it comes to Cleveland, they're – have a new management. They have John Dorsey as a general manager. Um, and they actually, they acquired Tyrod Taylor from the 
Buffalo Bills. So they have their starting quarterback for this year. But they have to ask themselves, um, out of the quarterbacks in this draft class, which one fits what they want to do and um, do they see one of these guys being the future of their franchise? So um, more than likely it's probably going to be Sam Darnold, but um, if they do draft the quarterback. So and I think based on the um, them passing on quarterbacks in the past, um, they may be obligated to take a quarterback at number one overall. But the fact they have a, um, the number four overall pick also, they have the option to take someone like Saquon Barkley at number one or um, then take Bradley Chubb at number four. Now, I think this draft is very interesting because you really don't know what's going to happen with the first three picks. And I think those first three picks are going to really dictate how the rest of the draft goes. So um, Cleveland um, pretty much has <laughs> uh, – <laughs> they're in the situation where they have all the power when it comes to right. how the NFL draft uh, shapes out. They could take a quarterback or they could take – uh, Saquon Barkley or Bradley Chubb um, at number one and number four. So it's going to be re- interesting to see how it all plays out in a couple of weeks. And it, it, I'm, I'm like Brian. I, I feel like you know Cleveland has all this. Um, you know they have have a lot of leverage. A lot <laughs> as, of far, leverage. <laughs> as far as what what the, what kind of happens during the draft, what happens when when um, when they draft and all that good stuff. So you know it's going to be interesting to see what they take and how they do it and what they maneuver around, you know, they're going to end up with uh, some good pieces. Uh, okay. The question is going to be, <laughs> you know, can they win and, and, and will they win? And when you look at Cleveland over the last couple of years, I think they've only won, won one game in two years or whatever. One game in two years, yeah. So, you know, and, and every game they've been kind of close. They, they you know, they're, they're really close. And, you know, I think Tyrod being at quarterback, you know, for what it's worth, and if it is one season, you still got a guy that uh, can play at, at a at a, uh, at a certain level, and he's not going to turn the ball over a whole lot. He's going to give you a chance to extend downs. He's going to keep you really close in some games. Uh, so I think you know that you know they've got an opportunity here to kind of win ball games and kind of string some stuff together. The problem is when you have a culture of losing as Cleveland has, it's hard to turn it around. It's hard, it's hard to turn it's hard to turn it it's hard to turn it around because uh winning and losing are, are all kind of you know very fragile and um you know the psyche of a team that hasn't won can be damaged, you know, because you'll play good enough to win but you won't but you won't, you know. Because you just it's something that you have to learn to do and have to you have to have a culture of, of doing it. And, um, you know, maybe this is the year that they turn everything around. Well, I'm going to be a little bit of a contrarian here. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna like them to do something that people don't like to do. Last time a guy was drafted number one as a running back, that didn't turn out too well for John Carter for the uh, Bengals. But I'd like to see him get Saquon Barkley and Bradley Chubb. So now you got Chubb and Miles Garrett coming off the two edges. That's a nasty combination there. And I think that, uh, you know, by having – a quarterback that can extend downs and you have a good running back, you can kind of basically kind of win some games a little a little uh, sloppily, you know, clumsy games, 17-13 type games, things like that. Because I think, again, with Taylor, he is going to kind of keep you in the game. As you mentioned, he doesn't turn the ball over that much, and he does, in fact, able to keep things going. All right, enough of that. Let's get to the Green Bay Packers. The Packers, first of all, got to spend some cash money. <laughs> 
on extending and reconfiguring Aaron Rodgers' contract, but we'll get into that in just a minute. Uh, one of the mock drafts here, Packers at number 14, talking about replenishing the, that defensive backfield. Josh Jackson, cornerback out of Iowa. Brian, what do you think about that? Yeah, Josh Jackson is a guy that really made an impact for Iowa last year. He had eight interceptions, two of those returned for touchdowns, and pro football focus graded him at like a 96.6. So um, even though it was only that one year, I think for pro football focus, no other cornerback graded that high on the college level. So, And Mike Daniels, who's an Iowa alum, has lobbied for Josh Jackson. So um, it's understandable because the Packers, they need some more help at the cornerback position. They traded away Marius Randall to the Cleveland Browns. Um, they did sign Tremont Williams to a two-year $10 million deal. And they actually, this happened actually today, that they agreed to a one-year deal with Devon House. So they have two veteran cornerbacks uh, coming back to Green Bay. And Kevin King should be back from shoulder injury. Um, you're not sure what you're going to get out of Quentin Rollins, who – been dealing with injuries the last two seasons. So um, giving a partner in crime for Kevin King and then having Jamal Williams and Von House uh, mentoring that uh, guy like Josh Jackson would be good for the Packers. And I also um, saw the Packers taking Mike Hughes out of Central Florida, um, Denzel Ward at Ohio State. He'll probably be gone by then. Right. So Josh Jackson might be the guy for the Packers if they don't take an edge rusher, which is uh, top need for the Packers also. Right. Well, speaking of that, who would you like to see them pick if they don't? Uh, I know you mentioned a couple of guys there, but is there is there a particular edge rusher or a lineman slash linebacker that you would kind of like to see the Packers kind of grab? If they stick to number 14, it's probably going to be someone like either Marcus Davenport out of Texas San Antonio or Harold Landry out of Boston College. I think one of two, those two guys are behind Riley Chubb, the two best edge rushers um, coming out of the draft. I kind of like um, – Carol Landry a little bit better than Marcus Davenport simply because he's kind of like Vic Beasley. Um, But um, either way, Davenport, he was able to be really impressive at the senior role um, coming off a pretty productive season at Texas San Antonio. So a lot of people have been high on him, even Mel Kuyper in his last four mock drafts that had the Packers uh, taking Marcus Davenport. And again, it's it's an area the Packers need help in. Um, Clay Matthews led the Packers in sacks at seven and a half. They missed Julius Peppers at right. 10 sacks for the Carolina Panthers. Right. He's turning 38 years old this year. So they just need more help at that position. They're hoping that Vince Beagle, who they drafted uh, last year out of Wisconsin, um, he actually had two foot surgeries last year. So he missed half the season, wasn't able to produce the second half, and they're hoping with the full offseason of workouts, the OTAs and minicamp, that he can be a productive edge rusher as well. But um, either edge rusher or cornerback, that's the Packers. That's the way the Packers should go in the first round. Well, let's turn to, turn everything here to our Atlanta Falcons. Um, Falcons look like uh, they need defensive line help. Uh, everybody is pegging them to pick some type of defensive lineman. One of the mock drafts here have them uh, picking up a guy who all of a sudden is starting to get a lot of buzz, a Taven Bryant out of the, uh, Florida. Um, they're talking about that, uh, I think, because of the fact that, you know, he's a Florida alum. Right. Dan Quinn still has his connections there. Uh, the initial thought was that the Falcons might even try to trade up to get Vita Vey because he seems to continue to climb up the charts. There was some talk that he would be in the low, high teens, the low 20s, but it looks like that may not happen. Um, another guy that I want to pick up is, the, uh, is to go offensive line uh, and to pick up uh, the young man out of, uh, out of Georgia, uh, Isaiah Wynn. So that's, a, that's another possibility. Uh, Ken, what do you think? I mean, I, I agree with you. I think uh, 
definitely the glaring hole is the uh, defensive tackle spot. Uh, I think that that's going to have to be um, something that's going to be filled, and I think they'll do that during the do the do the draft. Um, it's crazy. You hear all kind of stuff about who's visiting, who's Correct. who's here, it's who's not here, stuff. <laughs> you know, and who's where. But uh, you know, I kind of trust Dan Quinn. I trust uh, Thomas Dimitrov at this point. Um, as far as drafting ball players and um, his uh, the crack staff they have up there, as far as uh, talent evaluation, I think they're able to do what they need to do to get the people that they they need uh, in in different spots and in the different positions. So I, you know, I, I don't have a um, really a, a worry about uh, what's going on even with Matt's contract, even with all this stuff that that's been kind of kind of um, kind of spewed around or sprayed around. You know, you kind of one of, uh, I think the Falcons are, you know, they're they're at a situation. That I think they're about one or two players away from being right back in the in the spot again, right back in the situation again, you know. And uh, as I always say, injuries, you know, play a big part of everything. Uh, you know, you never can predict from year to year what's going to happen, but you know, uh, preferably, hopefully, they they will um, find a way to to get the talent that they need, and they always seem to come up with the talent. That, that they need, and and there's plenty of talent in, at the uh, defensive tackle position uh, in this draft, and you know Taven Brown being one, and I think I think that's that could really uh, could really help um, the young man out of Alabama, um, Jerron Payne. Jerron Payne, yep, is also a, a, another nice uh, nice fit. I think that would. That's what I think well. they really want to, but I think, <laughs> but I think he's going to be. You know, again, all these guys. The problem is they keep moving up the charts. Uh, they're now pegging him to possibly go as high as 15 Arizona. Uh, but there's no question if he is available at number 26. Or, hey, we, we know that our uh, our general manager has been a little bit of a wheel of dealer. So, right. uh, you know, if they, if they need to, don't be shocked if they move up uh, to grab a defensive lineman. All right, guys, we got a few more minutes left in the show. Remember, you can call us up 347-326-9991, and we will put you on the air with the Real Talk Sports Show. And we thank God for those people who have been watching us on Facebook Live, also the people who have been watching on Periscope. We also want to give a shout-out to those people who are watching the replay. We appreciate you. We really do. And, again, you can be part of it. If you're in the Atlanta area, we do this broadcast probably a couple times a week here at the – excuse me, a couple times a month at the uh, Holiday Inn and Suites here in Stock. So you can uh, join us there as well. But, Brian, I tell you, man, it is um, – it, it, it just – when I look at the Packers and we look at this situation with Aaron Rodgers, I mean, I know that everybody's waiting for Matt to sign his contract. I mean, could Rodgers, if Matt doesn't do it first, because I guess uh, speaking of Matt Stafford, with a 29.2 per guarantee, is that where Stafford topped out at, I think? A 29 to change? Yeah, I think so. It's right. somewhere right around in there. But he, his was like 94 overall guaranteed or something crazy oh, like that. So, so you're talking about, we're talking about contracts that's got to be one twenty between one twenty five and one fifty guaranteed. That's incredible. It's gonna be some money. All right, so so we know <laughs> that we're pretty sure that Matt Ryan's gonna be the first thirty million dollar man. We're we thinking. If Matt Ryan's at thirty, where do you think that Rogers is gonna cop out at? It will probably be thirty one or thirty two. I think he gets a hundred million guaranteed. Right. Um, that's what they're projecting. Uh, but it's just interesting because it's just been a wild off season for the Packers and Aaron Rodgers talked about all the all the offseason moves the Packers have made. Yeah, Jordy season. gone. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he talked about Jordy, and, and he pretty much said that, um, and this was on a Milwaukee radio station, he said, uh, you know, mm-hmm. we as players just play, and the coaches and the personnel guys right. just make those decisions. So 
Um, I think based on everything that's happened, he lost his quarterback's coach. He's now with the Cincinnati Bengals, and then obviously losing Jordy Nelson. Because out of all the players that Aaron Rodgers has thrown touchdown passes to, he's thrown the most to Jordy Nelson with right. 65. Yep. So losing it is going to be really different for him. Right. Um, even though the Packers cutting Jordy Nelson, they saved $10 million of cash space. So financially it made sense, but it's going to be very different for Aaron Rodgers because ever since he's been a starter, um, since 2008, he's always had Jordy Nelson. So um, he'll sign his deal. It'll probably be the last time he signed a contract extension, it was right during the draft in 2013. So I think it will be around that time. Mark Murphy, the president and CEO of the Packers, said they want to try to get a deal done before the start of the regular season. They think he, they will get a deal done at that time because they want to see where their salary cap is for this year and the next uh, next few years right. moving forward. But it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be at least thirty-one to thirty-two million. It will definitely be a hundred million guaranteed, based on the way that these quarterback contracts right. are going, and the fact that also when you look at guys that have signed deals, like with Alex Smith and Kirk Cousins, and those guys that haven't accomplished as much as Rogers. Nowhere near as much. Exactly. So, <laughs> no so he's here. definitely going to be a guy that's going to get at least a hundred million. Yeah. Yeah. And um, that being said, uh, how do you feel? Um, the connection with he and Jimmy Graham will be this year? Uh, you think there can be some kind of connection there? I think there will be a good connection. I think the fact that the Packers brought back Joe Feldman, who was the offensive coordinator for the Packers, uh, when they won the Super Bowl in 2010 and the following year, they averaged like 30 points a game. I think they'll find some plays, him and Mike McCarthy, that coach, will find some plays to where Jimmy Graham can not only be open in the end zone, be open in the middle of the field. Right. You know, last year for the Seahawks, Seahawks, he had 10 touchdowns. We only had 500 receiving yards. I think if he gets around 600 to 700 and have the same amount of touchdowns, that'll be a really good year for him. So I think having Jimmy Graham is really beneficial for the Packers' offense because that will open things up for Devontae Adams, who's now the number one receiver, and then Randall Cobb as well. And then you have two quality running backs in Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones. Um, I, I think the Packers' offense, they'll be back to what, close to what they were in 2011 and 2012 when you have a healthy Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, Randall Cobb, Jimmy Graham, and then you two running backs and Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams. Well, I tell you guys, I think it's going to be a heck of a season. I, I, I believe yeah. so too. <laughs> I, I really believe that. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait. Uh, football can't get here soon enough. <laughs> Ken, uh, it's really been, it's, and really in the last couple of shows, Ken, is, you know, he's kind of, I mean, he's been there, but I know in the back of his mind, he's like thinking, okay, we need to kind of get past all this other stuff. <laughs> let's get to let's get to some head knocking and and, and some, some on the field stuff. And again, it is amazing that you know spring practice is here. We got some of the uh, uh, matter of fact, I think either this week or next week the Georgia spring game and Georgia Tech as well. Uh, so a lot's going on here, and we have the uh, uh, the player uh, uh, the player workouts without coaches are going to be starting soon as well for the Atlanta Falcons and around the NFL. So it's here, Ken. Yeah, it's, it's here. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, you, you blink your eyes and it's spring. It's spring. The next thing you know, it's summer and August 1st will be here. And, and We'll and, be having a, a, a Hall of Fame game and inductions yeah. and everything. Yes, sir. And everything will be right like it needs to be. Right like it needs to be. <laughs> as a matter of fact, speaking of that, I ran into the head coach of Morrow High School, uh, Coach Weeks. want to give him a quick shout-out. Ran into him at the Hawks game. He had his young charges there, and we were excited about uh, seeing them. And we know those of you who are listening on Block Talk, you, you, we might have lost you, but that's okay. We're going to continue to go here on Facebook Live as well. 
as we sign off on uh, Block Talk on Real Talk Sports ATL. Again, we appreciate you guys for uh, joining us. I know you can. Uh, you may not pick us up on the stream, but we will going to upload and re-upload this broadcast so you can hear uh, our ending comments as well. But yeah, man, uh, high school football. Their stuff starts in May, yep. first week of May. Mm-hmm. You know, before mm-hmm. school lets out. So yeah, man, it's, it's all. It's all. Uh, what, what Nick Saban said. It's all in front of us. It's all in front, all in front of us right there. But I, mean, I tell you, it is, uh, it is always uh, uh, very, very exciting. And, of course, this year, what makes this season, I think, uh, both of you guys would agree, makes it a little bit more exciting, is the big game itself will be right here in <laughs> Atlanta. So whether the Falcons are in it or not, the fact that Super Bowl will be here, Super Bowl 53 here in Atlanta uh, is there. So, Brian, um, now, um, you know, if you need some help, like you know, covering that game, I'm mean, yeah. myself about I'm, the I'm willing. I'm willing right now to let you know. I'll carry your backpack. You know, right. I'll, I'll work as your valet, chauffeur, right. or whatever you need. Okay, I got you. We can do all that for you. Oh, absolutely. Right, the backup. We can do all that for you. But yeah, it's going to be exciting time. I mean, we already uh, got a chance to uh, to be uh, a part of the uh, business side of the house. A lot of people are not aware, but when the Super Bowl comes to town, it's actually a huge financial game for cities and even for uh, businesses of all size. So the, the NFL has shown a new commitment. I shouldn't say a new commitment. They, they have uh, made absolutely plain that they are committed to try to really make sure that all benefit from the Super Bowl being here in Atlanta. So they actually started a kickoff campaign uh, the third week of March that was specifically targeted to minority, women, uh, veteran, and uh, LGBT businesses, uh, if that's your flavor. Um, but the bottom line is they said they want to make sure that you are part of it. So, guys, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I really do think it's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, so now we got some – the one thing that's pretty cool here, we got some stuff going on here with Fox. So what, what, is, this, what is this new series that we're watching? What is it, shows? Showtime, Showtime at the Apollo. Apollo. Showtime at the Apollo. For real? Were people doing that? It's, it? not, it's, nothing, it's nothing new. It's, it's something old. <laughs> Just new acts. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I know Showtime at the Apollo has been around, but that act looked a little bizarre. Look, like they were doing some kind of gymnastic uh, was, hanging no, thing she was a she was a contortionist, and she uh, was – <laughs> Look out! She was in a she was in a uh, she was in a straight jacket, hanging upside down. Wow, um, kind of weird, but uh, it was very interesting to see her get out of the situation. So <laughs> it was that we got. Now I tell you what's very interesting, um, and we're about ready to wrap it up. I stumbled upon a video. Uh, someone on Instagram posted something from Africa. Well, I guess this is like a ritual. This whole contortion thing, and dude, I could not believe how these guys were bending their body. In my own mind, I was thinking, I have to turn it off lest I actually get some kind of cramping just from watching these guys. I mean, <laughs> it was just incredible. I just, I just couldn't believe it. Um, guys, listen, we really do appreciate all those of you who follow us here um, uh, here at the Real Talk Sports Show. It's always great. Brian, we appreciate you coming down. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That was a little bit of a Thank ride you for so you, bro. So we, we oh, appreciate yeah. you coming no on problem. in. Yeah. Now, here's what we want to know. How can people follow you on social media, how can they get your blog? And especially for those of you Packer fans, because everybody, you know, always kind of says we don't talk about the Packers or anything like that. Tell people how they can follow you and find out more about what you're doing. Yeah, I'm the lead writer, editor, and publisher for the Green Bay Packers on 24-7 Sports. You can find that on Facebook. Just type in Green Bay Packers on 24-7 Sports, and it will pop right up. And then online, it's GMB, the answer for Green Bay, dot 247sports.com. And then you can follow me on Twitter, and that's Brian Jones, um, Brian L, Brian Jones two four seven. That's the Twitter handle, Brian Jones two four seven. Get it right. 
Cause that, cause you, I know cause you got a lot of them, you know. So. Right. <laughs> cause there's also there's also the famous Brian L Jones, right? Well, yes. You, you know, but that one is Brian underscore L underscore Jones, right? Right. There you go. So if you want to follow Brian personally, that's it. Please, guys. You I always tell people about this social. Don't troll anybody, okay? Cause we, cause we, we will block you. All right, so don't don't troll anybody and do that kind of stuff. Ken, how can people find you, bro? At Ken Swilling everywhere. Okay, that's real easy. <laughs> that's real, real easy. I'm not hiding from anybody. However, I did have to block a few people this Look week. Out. <laughs> Look out. Uh, Look so, out. so if you got blocked, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, I don't. Uh, I, and if you hit me up on Messenger, I do not respond to Messenger requests a lot of times. So um, if you do that, I will block you. So don't wow. do that if you can help it, please. Because I don't have conversations like I, I really don't check it like that. But when I do, it happens. <laughs> it happens. It, it is most of the time I'm at work. I'm in the middle of okay. doing something, and all of a sudden I, you hear all these pings, and I'm like, "What is what's going on? What's going on?" I'm thinking everything in the world is happening, and you know, uh, so I, 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 you know, I, I really don't like messenger. A lot. housekeeping, right? Yeah, that's yeah. how it's some housekeeping well, situation. It is. Right. It is. Well, you, you know how it is, minister. You you know you get those uh those, those requests. Hold hi, on. hi, Jonathan. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I think we're going way too far. I think we're going a little too far to left. Now, let's let's clear this up. I know everybody is fascinated with some of my pictures and videos. Yes. Uh, I get that. Um, and Brian is waiting for the punchline here. He's just poised. Um, what it is is that I will admit that I do have a great affinity for women, especially those who look very nice. Yes. Yeah. And and I think rightfully so. Yeah, yeah. I, I, by right. Right. I think so. I'm a single man, um, and I I have good eyes still. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're working. And, and at these games, you see a wonderful accoutrement of young ladies. Matter of fact, if you go to the Real Talk Sports page, as it would have it, you know, it seems like Facebook has a way of knowing what, uh, thumbnail to put on. So when I did my live video, the last person. Yeah, there you is, go. Is there? It is. Yeah, it is right there. Right. That, hey, that caught my eye yesterday. I saw that. Right. And for those of you who, <laughs> <laughs> and for those of you who are wondering who that young lady is, that uh, you, you, I'm sure you recognize her face as the lovely Miss Shamia Morton, uh, who is uh, on Real Housewives of Atlanta from time to time. But she's also uh, the in-game hostess for the Hawks. And uh, matter of fact, she has been there on the scene for not one, not two, but four half-court shot winners have gone on this year at the Hawks. Wow. And guys have cashed out $10,000. Matter of fact, if you go to my Instagram page, you'll see the last guy that hit, and that's it. And I think that uh, we want to give a shout-out to, what is that? Is that uh, uh, Swarm Team 23? I can't read any of that. Uh, Spear 23. Happy days are here again. Anyway, listen, we, we appreciate that. I can't read it on on, uh, on Periscope, but, again, we thank you for joining us on Periscope as well. All right, guys, again, you can follow the show at Real Talk Sports, the number seven, anywhere on social media. That's easy for us. We're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter. We're on Snapchat, but I will admit to you, I have no clue how to use it, so we're just there. So if somebody wants to give me some uh, some instruction, I'll maybe give a Brian. He can help me out. We can do that. We'll talk to you and follow us there. You can follow me personally at Minister J-S-I-M-M-O-N-S. Facebookers, you got a little bonus time there. Periscopers, you got bonus time as well. We appreciate you so much. Please share the broadcast if you liked it. Follow everybody on social media or just go to our website, realtalksports.net. Well, now we've been goofing around. We always do that. We always make a little joke and stuff. Right, but right, I, right. I got to get the preacher got to get serious for a second, though. 
you know, one thing I will tell you, folks, if you don't know Jesus Christ, your personal Savior, please, ma'am, please, sir, get to know him today. Nobody loves you like Jesus. Uh, and two big things. Number one, you can't get to heaven unless you're born again. And uh, so you have to have a relationship with him to do that. And number two, that's how you have a life well lived. Uh, I'm not going to say it's going to be easy all the time, but it's a lot better following God's plan than your own. Take it from an old guy who knows. All right, everybody, until the next time, God bless you and good night. Good night, everybody. I guess I should play some music now, huh? <laughs> that would be nice. A little send-off music. Okay, let's get let's get our opening music here for the people. There we go. All right, there we go. Little... All right, guys. Guys, you're probably thinking they got a lot of extra. All right, everybody, good night and uh, God bless. <laughs>